0: This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Hi, my name is Brooks Like, and welcome to the show. This is the How Men Think podcast where we dive into the minds of these good sirs sitting here with me today. So we have Rick, we have Ryan, we have Dimitri and we're going to get in, plug in with Gavin later. He's out on tour but first off, gentlemen, how are you doing? Let's say that. Let's bring you in. Doing well. Doing well? You look well. Thank you. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> last week at the end of the show, we had Ryan's friend. Ryan proposed a situation that his friend was going through, and we had an enormous response, an out, just an outrageous amount of emails about what to do in this situation. So, Ryan, can you tee up, for anybody that didn't listen to the last episode, can you tee up the scenario, scenario, and then we're going to give our response to what we think we would do in that scenario. No, they
2: should go back and listen to the last episode. We'll wait. We'll wait.
1: Well done. You're a better salesman than I am. And pause. Yeah. So what is the scenario? And then we'll give our response.
3: So the scenario is a buddy of mine, um, he and his now wife were having a lot of trouble to conceive. They'd gone through two rounds of IVF. She was previously married. uh, And after the second failed round of IVF, she said to him, look, I really want, to start a family with you and we've gone through two rounds of IVF and we're unsuccessful, and I'm, you know, getting older, and I, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I don't biologically, I don't know if it's in the cards for us, but I have a solution. Hear me out. The solution is my ex-husband and I went through IVF as well, and I have three viable embryos on ice with his sperm that I could implant tomorrow. And we could have a baby together and raise that baby as our own. The only stipulation being it will be my ex-husband's sperm and, and technically his baby. And there's resentment
1: for the ex, right? From the current husband. There's resentment. He does not like this guy.
3: Yes, exactly right. I mean, yes, yes. So a lot of people weighed in, right? Because we we had a ton of emails. yeah.
1: Yeah. So... We had a ton of emails and everybody, uh, the over overwhelmingly, I shouldn't say everybody overwhelmingly people said, no, they could not get to the point of like, cause we asked the question, if you were that guy in this relationship, would you say to your wife? Yes, let's take the embryo from you and your ex and implant and try and get pregnant that way. And overwhelmingly you guys responded with no. What do you, what is your, what is your feeling on the situation? What would you guys do?
2: My feeling is what I started, what I said a little bit at the last, the end of the last episode was, um, you know, there's a lot of kids that, that need homes. So I think you look at adoption, if this is a real problem, but what I think is the bottom line what it comes to is there's nothing more incredible than the feeling of being a dad. Okay. So it sounds like these two really want to be parents. I say, figure out what's best for you, whether that's adoption. I don't. What I will say is if you're going to use these embryos from a, from a man that you have resentment towards, you have to make sure that you're 100 percent okay with it, because once that baby is born, that's your baby, and you cannot have any of those feelings toward that baby. So how do you it, ensure it, that? Well, that, you really got to think this through is what I'm saying. So you have to be hundred percent sure before you do this. okay? But here's the thing. Like I said, people, are, people become, um, you know, stepfathers. To kids that are that are from someone else, and they they love them and they they accept them, whether they like the father or not. So it can be done. But what I'm saying is, you look at adoption and you figure out. And if this is what you want to do, then
3: you do it and you be and you be the best parent that you but can. But the be. difference okay. with the stepfather of it all is is there was no choice. There's no choice. Equation. Yes, like, this is a con- you had a choice presented- to get married. Yes, but th- yes, I agree. But this you're being presented with a situation where you have a choice, and you're being asked, "Are you okay with this?" And so he he struggled with this exact thing which is his wife laid out everything on the line said i i want in my life i want to be able to have my own child adoption is not really what i want and while that's an option for some people i want to know that i have my my son or daughter is my own biologically and that i have given birth to this child and that it is my own and so do not take that from me we have an option and it just so happens to be my ex's sperm and and our embryo, but like we will raise this baby as our own. And he felt so conflicted because he said, well, if I don't allow her this, she's going to resent me. But if I do allow it, I'm going to resent her and potentially the child. So it's a zero sum game. There's going to be resentment from either side. So how, how do you proceed? So, okay, here's one thought on this.
1: They've tried IVF twice, I believe. Right could they go around for one more shot at IVF? Could they do it one more time? I know you said last time she had fears that she wouldn't be able to do it, but like they've tried twice. I get that, but try one more time. Maybe by the way,
2: there are situations where let alone that there are situations where people are told they can't have a baby. They do IVF and then they have a baby. naturally, like, Things can things can and happen. it's a lot. So I, I get. It's, it's it. a I, lot, 100%. I say
1: that. I say that having been through IVF with my wife, knowing that it's financially expensive and it's a lot as far as your time and your energy and what it puts a woman's body through, yeah. it is a massive undertaking. So anybody listening says, "Oh, it's easy to just say that." No, I understand what it's like to go through it. So I say that, knowing fully what it's like to go through IVF, but a shot to have a baby together. Maybe try it one more time., yep. but here here's the question. If it was you, Dmitri, there's no political answer here, yes or no. like could you say yes to your wife in that situation, take the embryo from the X and implant it? I don't I don't know
2: that I could. I, I, honestly, it would depend on on me knowing this other person, but if it was just straight up generic resentment towards this other guy, I would I would have a problem knowing that I was bringing someone into the world based on that, and 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 my feelings would be conflicted. I, I I if I had to give a quick answer, I would say no.
1: Yeah, Ryan.
3: I would say no. And by the way, I don't think that makes either of us a bad person. I think that's just the honest truth. Like we're human beings, and if we're gonna look at that kid and constantly be, constantly be reminded of an ex that we're not fond of, then I don't think that's unfair. That's just the honest truth.
1: I, I as well would say no. I don't think I could get there. And as much as I, and I mentioned this on the podcast last week, as much as I would love to see a representation of my wife in a child, to see those qualities and to imagine if the child looks like your wife even, like how cool would that be? Um, I just don't think I could get past the fact that it's an embryo with an X. And that there's resentment between me and that man already. Whatever, I just don't see myself getting there. So, in the current position, I would say no, and I would say try. I would like to try IVF one more time, and if it doesn't work, I would look at. So I'll we'll tell you it. how it
3: all how it all shaped up, which is wow. He <sighs> he said exactly what all of us would have said, which is really I love you, but I can't, I cannot do it. I'm sorry. And I don't want that to, to ruin our marriage, but like, I can't, if I'm being honest, I can't do it. She was upset by that, admittedly, but they came to an agreement. It was like, we will do it one more time. Go really? through IVF one more time. Wow. She went to a different fertility doctor in Colorado, the leading guy in the nation and got pregnant. Come on. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow.
1: Is that amazing? It's amazing. Wow. Did, did they know so, if they have a boy or girl? So
4: they
3: just literally like two weeks ago had a girl.
1: Come on. Yeah. Dang. So we didn't know that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That fires me up, man. Yeah. Cause you know why? So this is why that really fires me up my wife and my wife. I'll give her credit cause she was the first person that I heard that said this and I adopted it on the spot. She said, no is not an answer, we'll always find a way. And she applies that in her business, in her career, in her life. She says, no is not an answer that I will accept, I will always find a way. And these two did that. You know, they they could have went that way and it could have caused, who knows what that would have caused in their relationship. But they just, they, ah, I just love it. They dug in and they found a way to do it together. And now that baby is their own. That fires me up. I love that. Welcome everybody, my name is Brooks Like and this is How Men Think. Right now, we are missing our buddy in studio, Mr. Gavin DeGrasse, so I cannot introduce him right here. But we've got Ryan, Rick, and Dimitri.
0: Fear Gavin. not, fear not, Gavin will be on later. Yes. Should we have a moment of silence? Oh, yeah. No, he's on tour. No, he's on no, tour. We, we,
5: do we need to smile like Gavin does every time he gets in trouble? We will be That's checking
0: right. in with Gavin live from the road. I'll yeah. fill in for him now.
2: Hey, thanks, Brooks. It feels good to be. I'm smiling. You know, yeah. I'm happy every yeah. day. Yeah, I smile every I day. I had a good
1: meal before I got here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Where's got my check? Yeah. <laughs>
5: I ordered a shrimp cocktail at a
1: steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him, though. I miss him. We are going to call him. He's out on tour. Uh, fantastic performer, so we're going to touch base with him. Kind of upset that we're not on tour with him right now. So I don't know. Maybe, Amy, do we even call him or do we cut him from this show?
2: Oh, never. No, How I'm, dare you? I would never to my Dimitri buddy. Dimitri
0: and Gavin had a little bit of a romantic adventure in Lake Tahoe. I don't know. What if
2: romantic is that, Well, actually, it was pretty romantic. What Unless did we I'm, miss? Well, we had some downtime. There was other stuff going on. And, you know, we were just looking around and Gavin said, it's such a beautiful area, isn't it? And, um, and I said, yeah. And, and I normally don't fall for this. But he said, do you want to go for a drive? And I was like, oh, and I giggled like a schoolgirl. And I was like, I think I do. <laughs> yeah. Felt good. Yeah. So we drove around the lake and then he did the old, um, well, this is look how beautiful. Let's pull over and then get out and take pictures. Oh no. And again, I was like, not something I normally do, but sure. But So what happened was we just got out and looked. It was actually a very beautiful um, scene. But what I, his dog Buddy was in the car, too. And I think he was mad because I got the front seat. So when we got out, we got back in, and Buddy had taken my seat. Oh, no. And at that point, I was like, okay, well, I, Buddy, I know this is your car, but I can't, go back, I can't go back to camp <laughs> and be riding the back seat with you up front because I'm going to look like him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can say bitch, but that's what I'm going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> So um, so we compromised. I got in the car. We put, you know, Buddy got down on the floor, and then I got there, and then Buddy jumped up on my lap. So every stoplight we stopped at, everybody just looked over and saw Gavin, myself, and Buddy on my lap. And I'm going to be
1: honest, I think we look pretty cute. Mm. <laughs> I, have a, I have a burning question. I do know this whole time this has been in my mind. What music did he play Ooh. for you?
2: It was weird. He played all his music. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know that there was music playing. And then we just had the windows down, smelling the Tahoe air. Deep conversation. Deep conversation. Yeah, we were, we were talking for was sure. Was it like real good eye contact? I mean, it was, made it dangerous, but yes, he did keep, we kept wow. making eye contact. And I was like, should you be That's- looking at the road? But it was, um, it was no, it was, it was actually a very nice drive. And I got to know um, a little bit about Gavin, a little bit about Tahoe, because I had never been to Tahoe. And, um, you know, Rick was was warming up because he was he was uh, swimming the next day and he was he spent the whole weekend in a Speedo, which I thought
5: unnecessary. I want to channel my inner Gavin right now. Let me ask you a question. Is this car a stick shift or an automatic? <laughs> Hypothetically
2: speaking, if the car broke down. Um, no, I'm having fun with it. We did have a nice time, though. Yeah uh here's actually we, we, we had a whole nice time the whole weekend right it was
5: fantastic yeah thank everyone for supporting and it was uh it was a blast how uh, did you, you do had a great race uh what? we did well yeah the, the weather was perfect Rick, why don't our yeah, team
1: fill everybody in on what you could just compete in?
5: <sighs> yeah so we just finished the trans tahoe race which is a 12 mile race across lake tahoe there's six people participants and it's a relay race so everybody swims a half an hour and then after you do your first half hour you go in increments of 10 minutes until you finish uh, it was a 80 degree day. There was no wind, so the lake was perfectly flat. We started off. We ended up finishing 63rd out of 267 teams. I think it was total. Nice. Um, six in our age bracket. So we were we were pleased with the results. Wow. It was it was exciting. Yeah, congratulations, it was fun. brother. As Thank a you. As a
0: lady, I did not mind the speedos at all. The w- I enjoyed. Mm, them.
3: We saw the photos. It looked like the water must have been cold. That- <laughs> We, we,
0: it's we,
5: definitely cold. Yeah,
3: Quit putting
1: yeah. everybody else down to make yourself feel better. We dubbed
2: it "How <laughs> <It's> Men Shrink." <laughs> um, I will say though, I was on the boat. I was kind of—would you call me an honorary team? Uh, oh yeah, you're captain, a mascot, whatever possible co-pilot. substitute, co-pilot so, captain. Yeah, I, w- I was ready to jump in, or you know, to, to for anybody that could not finish for any reason. Um, I did not have a speedo, but um, Amy said the speedos were not bad. You were not on a boat with, with six of them just staring at you. <laughs> it was,
5: a, it was kind of an FYI. She just,
2: for those of you that aren't watching or can't see, she just hit her mouth on the mic.
0: Because I wanted to say, I wish I was.
1: Oh. Uh, question for you, Rick. In a 30 minute swim, it's a 12 mile race. In a 30 minute swim, how far would you swim in 30 minutes?
5: I We did not measure it, but I estimated Roughly we probably swam about a mile and a half. Mile I swam and about and a half mile each. and a half, yeah. Each so each minutes. partner
1: did 30 minutes. So that's six times through. And then how many increments of 10 minutes did, did you
5: do? i had to do three wow 10 minutes after that okay. so yeah um but i started the race so basically the race starts started at seven fifty a.m they dropped me off around 7 i sat on the beach for a while i had clothes on and then you put your clothes in a bag yeah and then the the sponsorship brings it over to the, the end of the race and you grab your clothes after but the uh the beginning of the race is kind of hectic like there's everyone's jumping in the Bullets water the at the one water. time yeah. everyone's running it's cold it was, was a gorgeous day, but we're on the east side of the, the lake, and so it's still shadowed. The sun hasn't come up yet. Yep. Water is cold, and I was heading around the first buoy, and I think I got like either altitude sickness or maybe it was the Three Fingers Rum the night before. I'm not sure. <laughs> you
1: were drinking the night before?
5: We yeah. had a couple sips. Yeah, oh. just a couple sips. <laughs> it's like... You know, you-
1: it's like tin cup. It's like, what do you think I should yeah. do? I think you ought <laughs> to get drunk. You always play better. You're hungover. That's who we it exactly talking what about. Because <laughs>
2: I was like, because obviously I was drinking the night before because I didn't have to, you know, as an alternate, you don't really have to. <laughs> um, but then I was like, I was actually surprised at how much these guys were drinking, but I wasn't going to be like, guys, should you stop? Because then I would have been drinking alone and that's an awkward feeling. Um, I will say all joking aside, you guys were, you did a phenomenal job. Like, all the jokes I'm making about the speedos and that you guys were in there and you were swimming and it was pretty impressive swimming through that, that lake. Was it what did you say it was? Twelve miles? Twelve miles. I, I was impressed yeah. and I, I have to tip my cap to you'll see pictures. I was Thank on the you. boat drinking beers, cheering them on, so maybe I was yeah, a little was, lazy, it was, but you guys did a great job. It was impressive.
5: Thank you. It was it was great to see like every time you would you would turn and stroke and breathe, Dimitri on the boat, like <laughs> sipping his Coors light. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, just another nine more minutes until we get to have one of those. For anybody that
1: hasn't or isn't a swimmer, try swimming 30 minutes straight in a lake. That is hard as
5: hell. Yeah. Try swimming 30
1: minutes straight in a pool and front crawl the whole way. Yep.
5: Freestyle. freestyle the freestyle whole freestyle yeah what's it, front, crawl. Front, crawl front crawl is
0: canadian so danielle canadian. and i would love nothing more than to hear you guys talk about swimming the whole time but instead <laughs> we'd rather know how long do you wait to have sex with someone that you have just begun dating
1: did you meet somebody <laughs> you mean like
0: asking yeah. for a friend <laughs> <laughs> it actually <laughs> is from a listener okay after a listener
5: question after the race or before the race
0: <laughs> so the, the, night before the night race? before the race yeah.
5: there's a lot of there's, there's a lot that. of there's a lot of theory behind yeah. that save your legs don't do it. Let me ask you that on that Sit topic.
3: Up. Did you abstain from sex before NHL games? Like, was there a policy team wide? It's like night before game, guys. There was never a
1: policy. Yeah. No, you, you're grown men. You can do what you want. There's grown men with families, wives, kids. It just, you're in control of your career. Show up, and your performance is going to reflect your preparation, usually. So, I never had anything like that. I was single most of my life. So,. Um, wasn't really doing much. (laughs) Well, And
2: you already admitted that after the games, you would go and work out. So clearly you weren't getting much before the games because you had so much energy even after. I just have a lot of energy in general, brother. So
0: let's focus. So here's the question. Is the success of the relationship determined in any way by how long you wait? Do you know what I mean? Like You know how some women, oh, I made him wait for three months and then he married me. You know what I mean? This is seriously a question from her and then she also wants to know this might be a lot of information but ha- did you wait longer with your wives than maybe a previous relationship
5: so Who to touch on well that? so you're asking like when you're first dating somebody that's what you're yeah. asking how long okay. how long not, do you wait like, to have no. sex how long do you wait to have sex i mean you we want like about, you want us to like we don't care what we, about what you do you want last to know night. what we want <laughs> or like i mean like the guy you want to yeah. like
1: I'll go. Get it
5: right it. there, right? I mean <laughs> I mean, right? This isn't what you want to hear, right? Like, yeah, we want to have sex that night. If she's ready to go. But would that stop you from
0: I wanting th- to date her? See, I think it depends on, on
4: what
2: I think it depends on what you're expecting or what you want from that situation. If it's like obviously you're saying, Yeah, a guy wants to have sex all the time. So first date, he'd like to have sex. But in my, you know, in my opinion, it's like, all right, if this is someone you can see spending, you're gonna have that like, oh, she just had sex right away. So is that something that affects you? Is that I something that buys I, you?
1: I agree with what he's saying. So when you meet somebody that you have a an intellectual connection with, an emotional connection with, because um, you meet somebody that you're physically attracted to and then you meet somebody else that you're intrigued by. And when you meet that person that really intrigues you, from a man's standpoint, I think it's actually more enjoyable to not rush to the physical, Um because, you, as Dimitri said, you probably see this person, you, you see yourself with this person long term. So you don't want to know, oh, we just hooked up on the first night. You kind of want to have a courting period there. Uh, this is from my my life anyway, in my standpoint. You want to have a courting period where it's maybe one, two, three dates, um, whatever it is, before you get really physical. Uh, and it's actually a really exciting time versus rushing right to it. And then, uh, yeah, yeah well, maybe okay. that... You haven't learned this person enough, or maybe that just tarnishes the, the intrigue a little bit. That's so I found, yeah, being respectful also because if you, if you really appreciate and are intrigued by this person, you want to respect them and you're probably not going to push those boundaries right out of the blocks.
2: And that's, that's the way I feel that's a preference, but, um, I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. Like I do have friends that, that hooked up, slept together on the first date. And they're happily married. They have a bunch of kids, and and things are going great. So it is possible, but um, it's just really probably just a preference thing. Well, I think
3: what to what you were saying, Brooks. There is there's an excitement to the anticipation of yes. actually having sex. It's it goes back to what I said weeks ago on about Christmas morning. I dread Christmas morning because it's here and then it's going to go away. <laughs> it's supposed to be the happiest day in the year, but it's like once it's there it's done so it's the build-up that leads to the moment to me that's probably more exciting than the actual moment itself Are you
1: saying you get sex for christmas the the chase i think what you're saying is the chase so for a guy the chase is really enjoyable and i'm sure i can't speak from a female standpoint but i'm sure for them it's the same thing but the chase of getting plus you're just infatuated by somebody you're getting to know them and that's going to amplify the physical
5: experience when it comes to that, but that chase, um, the chase is everything. Is really exciting. I agree. I, I think the chase is really exciting, but I think you're all kind of wrong because I feel like if you're actually <laughs> sitting there and you're at a very nice dinner and you're having the time of your life and she is too, or he or whatever, and and like the you just want to get at it, like why not? Well, see, and maybe uh, like that's the whole point. If, if Gavin was, was here,
2: if Gavin was here, he'd say, hold on, hold on, what am I having for dinner? Because if it's a nice steak. <laughs>
1: maybe I can put off this and then he'd say while. who's paying for dinner <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think it's I think go either way as as Demetri said I do have friends that have hooked up on the first night have been married 15 years and have kids so it that doesn't mean that that's going to dictate the quality of the relationship but I think it's just a personal preference do you want to advance the physical part of it sooner or later well, I prefer later
3: And I'll wrap it up with this. I think the older you get, the more you know what you want. So when you find that person, if you are older, you're like, yeah, I know this. I I want to be, I want to have sex with this person. Like, I'm not going to waste any time. It's let's just, I know what I want. He has what I want. Let's do this. We'll be right back in just a second.
1: Okay, we're going to get into today's topic. We've covered this before on the show. So you guys remember the episode where my wife Julianne was on and she had mentioned uh, about a special lady named Miss Jaya, who is a sex therapist. See, I'll be honest. I thought that
2: was a metaphor. I didn't realize that was a real person. Sorry. So now I realize that. Yes.
1: She's a sexologist, yes. not a sex therapist. I got that. I just want to clear that up. But we talked about this lady named Miss Jaya, and she has an erotic blueprint, um, and it's at erotic blueprint or eroticbreakthrough.com. You can take this erotic blueprint, and it sort of gives you a little background about what you are, sensually, sexually, um, just your erotic blueprint. And so my wife and I have, have both taken this. Um and did you guys take it? Have you guys taken it now? We have taken it. Y- we you have. have taken it? Yeah. Um, and the response from this that show was incredible. We had so many people email us and jump on our Instagram page saying they want to hear more from Miss Jaya. So today we actually have Miss Jaya coming on with us. Which is Rick's eyes just lit up. He's like, Oh boy. All your answers or all your questions your whole life. What are were your be erotic today.
0: blueprints? You know how it gave you one word describing you?
1: I was a shapeshifter. What is that? That's what Miss Jaya is going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was a <laughs> head. <laughs>
5: oh, no, that was my that,
0: that was my email of, to you. That wasn't one of was the things. From her. <laughs> oh, she, sorry,
3: I was a
5: shapeshifter. Also, a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. Shape. My wife was also
3: a shapeshifter. Well, that's what I want to know. Is it is an ideal situation that you and your partner are the same, or does a shapeshifter pair well with? A kinky.
1: I think actually in the test, I think it does say who you pair well with. I believe, but I could be mistaken. Sounds like a question oh, I can't wait Ms. to get
5: her in China. here.
0: What did you get?
1: <laughs> I got kinky. You're kinky.
0: Obviously, Whoa. Brooks.
2: Wow. <laughs> no, he, he got kinky taking the quiz. What
5: did you get? Wait, uh, is that um, why you you guys are a match? Or you're asking no, the question? A,
3: he's a shapeshifter and I'm a kinky there's uh and i was not expecting that but look I Dimitri. Got, uh sexual was Ooh. mine Ooh. Yeah. sexual which
2: i don't know if you read the fine print after it said this is the best thing to be mm. yeah. mm-hmm. we'll ask miss jaya but i'm pretty sure that's well, what
1: I'm <laughs> And then amy's face is really red over here because she is kinky kinky yeah. <laughs> i just get a text message from her oh god of course i'm kinky that's all it said.
0: She hadn't even taken the quiz yet. I feel like you even changed,
3: <laughs> you changed your voice when you said that word, too, to try to, you know.
0: Did I sound sh- kinkier? <laughs> you a have a big
3: smile on right now.
0: I, I'm wearing it like a badge of honor. What'd you get, Danielle? I got sensual.
1: Sensual. And Tori and Hannah took it, too, right? Mm-hmm. What did you guys get? So if you guys want to take this, you can go to eroticbreakthrough.com. Miss Jaya can talk more about it, but this is an erotic blueprint to give you a little idea into how you look at intimacy and sex.
0: Um, This is producer Tori, and I had Energizer. Or Ener... Energetic. Energetic. (laughs) It's whatever. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) She came in hot. (laughs) I also think it's also what Miss Jaya is, because she said we share the same erotic blueprint. Ha- young hana this is young Hona. <laughs> and i got sexual
1: same as dimitri <laughs> okay so it, it, dimitri. it's kind of neat that we have like all different a kinds, mixture a mixture yeah that we have all different kinds on this panel so i'm i'm interested to ask questions to miss jaya um and find out what this means for us and so we have jaya on the show with us welcome jaya Hello, so pleased to be here. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah. I cannot state this enough. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, we have four gentlemen here that are extremely lost in this area um, and are looking for some answers. And then also, I just want to pass on to you, I don't know if you heard the episode with my wife, Julianne Huff, where she mentioned your name and that we took your erotic blueprint quiz. Um, my wife doesn't fangirl over many people. But last night when I told her that we were speaking with you on the podcast today, she tried to c- literally clear her schedule to come meet you. <laughs>
4: wow. <laughs> so oh, my God. She, she
1: wanted me to pass that on, that she is a massive fan of yours, and she hopes that we can connect and talk. Um, she just loves what you do, loves your work, and, and has so many questions for you. So sometime after the oh, show, awesome. we'll have to continue the conversation. But um, one, we just want to introduce you to our listeners, um, and you're often mistaken for a sex therapist, but you're actually referred to as a sexologist. Can you elaborate on that for us, please?
4: So I have the great pleasure of not just talking about sex, but I help people hands-on. So my practice is somatic, meaning, you know, people come into my office, we talk a little, and then I actually see how they touch each other. So I can say, hey, you're touching her like a piece of meat. You need to start touching her more like very gently like a tulip or like you're dropping a pebble into a pond so that we can start to really get this not sex is just something we can talk about. It's something that we actually need to get hands on and hands in with.
1: Wow. So you actually get to watch and coach real time. Yes.
4: I watch and coach real time. I work with the physical body. We work with biochemistry. So we're working with hormones. We're working with the emotional aspects and we work with the energetic aspects.
1: Wow. Okay. So I just want to read here, um, your mission. So it says your mission is to help people gain access to erotic ecstasy. You're committed to shifting the cultural view of sexuality from being something that is bad, wrong, or shameful to something seen as healthy, worth cultivating and celebrating, which I think is an incredible mission mission. And you've been doing this work for now over two decades,
4: over two decades. I really want to acknowledge you guys. You know, people kind of judge like, oh, they're working on their sex life, you know, things must be going wrong, or stuff stuff like that, and it's like, no, this is something that we need to bring out of the dark and start talking about, because people feel like they're wrong, they're broken, something, you know, shameful, let's not talk about it, when, why not do this in the beginning of your relationship? That takes a lot of courage, and I just really want to acknowledge you guys, because that's amazing that you took steps to really improve, talk about these things, have conversations, because I see couples 30, 40 years into their relationship and they've never had the conversation about sex and they're both really, really suffering in this area.
2: Well, and, and you, this is Dimitri. Um, you might know me as sexual from the results, <laughs> um, but it's kind of like a car, right? Like you don't wait for your car to break down to get it tuned up, right? You bring Zach. it in and you get, you get it tuned up so that it doesn't break down. And I imagine that's the same thing with a relationship and a sexual relationship.
4: And if you get a hyper sports car, you want to know how the thing works. You know, like some people Ooh. are like
2: yeah. <laughs>
4: some people have a McLaren and you got to learn, you know, how to all the buttons and how to drive it and the right gas to put in it. And that's a more sophisticated blueprint. So you mentioned your sexual blueprint, but that would be like an energetic shapeshifter is that fine automobile. you got to know how to play it just right.
1: So I have a question for you, Jaya. So when my wife first, uh, she came home one day and she said, I found this quiz that gives you an erotic blueprint. Um, I've read up on it. I've started studying her stuff. She's watched your videos. Um, She was really informed on you when she brought you to me. And originally, as you said, I I pushed away. I was like, we don't don't need that. Um, Our sex life is great. Um, like, why do we need to, what, what is this? I I was uncomfortable with it. Just full transparency. I was uncomfortable with this. I I just, it was something that my wife had never mentioned before. Um, did you feel inadequate? No, I was just, I was, I was curious. Like, why is she, is she not happy? I kind of started thinking like, is she not happy in our sex life? I don't, and, and then I started thinking about it more and I was like, well, I go to, I'm extremely well-versed in nutrition, but I still go to a nutritionist. I'm extremely well-versed in athletics and training, but I still seek advice from strength and conditioning coaches and, and this other um, kinds of areas of my life that I still I might be proficient at, but I still want to grow in that area. And I'm not saying I'm proficient sexually, but when I started thinking about it that way, I was like, oh, actually, I'm just seeking some growth in the area versus something is wrong, but why do we tend to look at for maybe listeners that think, oh, I could never go to a a sexologist or something. Why do we tend to think that that's sort of taboo and which I love your mission is you're trying to change that, but what is our mindset to try and think that that's taboo?
4: Yeah, we have this history of let's put it under the rug, let's not talk about sex. I mean, we're taught from an early age about sex and I ask people this question all over. What were you taught about sex growing up? And a lot of people say, oh, I didn't get sex education, but you were taught about sex you were taught, let's not talk about it. You were taught, this is how we behave. You were taught, close your legs, be good. Don't, you know, hush, 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 hush. Again, they're like, don't talk about it. Peace creates the taboo around it, which either becomes an erotic charge, like, oh, it's naughty. That's one of the blueprints as well. It's like, that's naughty. Let's not talk about it. And that turns me on.
5: Hi, Jaya. I just wanted to ask you, you know, what the benefit of do going to uh, you know as uh, sexologist a sexologist early on in the relationship when you're with somebody and you guys both think you may have everything kind of going on the right way and and what's the advantage of that
4: So at the beginning of a relationship everything's kind of hot sexually biochemically you know you're like oh new hormones new energy and then what happens is we go into the default of how we're wired erotically and so after like 6 months to 18 months biochemistry changes the limerence wears off and now we're like maybe this person isn't right for me but what we do when we have preventative which is we really love this person and I want to bust a myth here which is about sexual compatibility we think when we go talk to somebody about our sexuality or we like it isn't super hot in the bed or we're not having the orgasms that we might think we should be having we say oh I'm incompatible with that person but it's not incompatibility. If you love someone, you're going to learn their language. So think about it more as a language. Yeah. And so wouldn't it be better at the beginning of the relationship, "Oh my gosh, you speak Spanish and I speak French. Let me learn French and let me learn Spanish." Now we know each other's languages as we go into the relationship, we can keep it much hotter or if things change, say you have a baby. I hear one of you has a baby on the way. Um what do <laughs> or there, you know, your partner gets pregnant blueprints can change sexuality can change and now you have a language to go oh my partner just shifted to energetic now I know how to, how to speak Chinese versus I have no idea what's going on I don't know how to touch my partner anymore I don't understand why things have changed and we're at a loss and before you know it you're in a sexless situation or you're just dissatisfied and not talking about it and you're going through the motions
1: so what is what is one thing that the most common problem that you you see in couples when they contact you they aren't having sex or the sex isn't enjoyable or is it um, a partner is giving sex or acts of sex how they want to receive them and it's not how their partner receives them or, or prefers to re- like what are some common problems that maybe um, our listeners, are facing and and maybe we're facing that we don't know
4: we actually have an epidemic on our hands of sexist relationships you'd be really surprised last i heard statistically i think it was one in seven long-term relationships were sexless uh one in three in the u.s and so this is a that's a lot of sexist relationships and then we have the quality of sex so we have people who aren't having sex and then we have the I'm just not enjoying myself. I'm not saying anything. I wish my partner would read my mind. I hear this a lot from, uh, we can say, the feminine energy people or people who are identify as women who say, you know, I just wish my partner would know what to do and read my mind and be able to just voila, magically give me orgasms. And that's not how it works. (laughs) So, Part of it's the communication challenge. And I had this in my own relationship. You know, here I was, I was a sex therapist, I'm not a sex therapist, I was a sexologist who, when I knew all the sex techniques, I knew everything, I'd written the book on oral, I'd written the book on erotic massage, I'd written the book on sex positions, I couldn't get my own partner to have sex with me. And so if you can guys can imagine, I'm already like 15 years into my career and my own, like we're rolling over on the opposite side of the bed and I'm crying myself to sleep at night because I'm incongruent with what I'm doing for a living. I had to figure out what this was and it wasn't about another sex technique. It wasn't about me, you know, strip teasing on the floor. That wasn't my partner's blueprint. Now the sexuals, you guys <laughs> you might, you might have loved the strip tease on the <laughs> floor, but my partner's not a sexual. So I had to re-figure out all of this, and that's where part of this came from was my own pain and my own relationship. I'm happy to say we have an amazing epic sex life now. But that time period after me having a baby and me trying to figure out who he was erotically, and it wasn't the stereotype of what we think men are. We think men are all sexual, and this is how they should behave. I'm naked. I'm on the bed. He should be ready to go. But that's not the truth, as we've learned through 70,000 people now taking this quiz. Uh, we see that there are men who have many different blueprints, not just the sexual blueprint.
5: Is the beginning of the blueprint, no matter what the blueprint is, is it communication? Is that how you would start the blueprint out? So we start
4: with taking the quiz and then figuring out from there what is it just mentally that you would start to type in. And the quiz will give you different percentages in that map. Then we actually have physical games. So I don't. How many of you have been to the eye doctor where you do like here's A and here's B, which yep, one can you yep, see clearer? Yep. It's a similar thing where we start to play games with the body. Because to me, it's about what, how the body responds. Somebody may say, "I'm not kinky." This is the one that happens the most frequently. I'm not the kinky blueprint, which are people who are turned on by taboo. But then we get them touching, and all of a sudden their body responds like, "Oh my God, I love that rope!" or "Oh my," like you know. I love dominated, and that doesn't lie.
1: So for, we've mentioned this already before, but for people listening, they can take this quiz and find out your erotic blueprint at eroticbreakthrough.com. But say somebody hasn't taken the quiz, or somebody has taken the quiz, what are the different erotic blueprints, and what are characteristics of those blueprints?
4: Great question. So there's five erotic blueprints. The first one is energetic. It's someone who's turned on by anticipation, space, tease, and longing. They love to yearn. Their superpowers, is that they can have orgasms without even being touched. So they can go into high pleasure without actually having physical touch. This is a conundrum for some of the other blueprints.
1: <laughs> I, and I find that one really interesting because there are, yeah. uh, like learning about this, there are people that they're most turned on when their partner is six feet away or across yes. the room like or in that.
2: another city. Oh, not, not <laughs> exactly. the same thing. Got
4: it. We're unavailable. <laughs> that could be a shadow party. <laughs> so that's so an each energetic. Blueprint has, each blueprint has a superpower and each blueprint has a shadow. The shadow side of the energetic is they're so sensitive that they may short circuit. So if you approach them too much, too quickly, too fast. I don't know if any of you had this experience where you're like about to kiss somebody and it's so hot and like your lips are just like there. You're about, you're about to do it. And then, there's all this excitement and then the moment the kiss happens it kind of fades that could be that you're an energetic or that it was just too much and more time and that yearning and longing and tease and edge play would be even more powerful so that's the first one and the second one is the sensual and the sensual is turned on by all of their senses being ignited so this is taste smell touch superpower is that they can have non-genital orgasms so this could be like sucking on someone's big toe or, you know, <laughs> down on the back of their knees, something like that. Um, Hopefully really they fun.
5: took a shower before.
4: <laughs> that sounds like sensual shadow. Who just said that?
5: That was
2: Rick. <laughs> he's was- also the one that perked up when you said there was a book on oral. So he's, he's a roller coaster <laughs> over here.
5: <laughs> I am holding a microphone.
1: <laughs> so yeah. that's sensual. So we have energetic, we have sensual. Yeah.
4: And then the sexual is someone who's turned on by what we think of in our culture as sex. So this is penetration, erection, intercourse, that is. And there's 0 to 60. Like I can get turned on usually high drive very very quickly. And sex is fun, it's simple. So superpowers that it's just it's simple, it's easy, it's like how can you go wrong? And sex helps the sexual relax. Whereas like a sensual, they need to relax first in order to have sex. Mm.
1: So a sexual is maybe more like a primal a primal feeling.
4: Yes, yeah, sex is a need, it's a desire, it's a drive. It's like everything is right in the world if I am having sex, successful sex.
5: I think that's Gavin, isn't it? Dimitri's Well, that's Dimitri's what I came That's what I came Thank you. No. I came
2: up as that in the quiz, but I don't know that
5: that's I don't
2: know that that says you know nails me to a t there i I mean i don't feel primal i don't feel like i need to have sex like it it sounds the way at least the way it was described there it sounds very um what's the word i'm looking for very like
1: transactional cavemanish yeah like and i I, I don't
2: know i don't think that's me
1: i'm sure you probably possess uh, or jaya you could answer this but like dimitri so he's saying he's sexual but that doesn't sound like him he would possess elements of all these other blueprints wouldn't he
3: don't be embarrassed by your blueprint dimitri I'm not embarrassed. Yeah.
2: Um, actually, but the truth is, so the, the way these broke down, I do I don't remember what they said, but I know it said um, sexual was a certain percentage, and then you're at something else, a certain percentage. So maybe that's what you're yeah saying you possess network. other other blueprints. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, So yeah,
4: we- so that would be somebody who's like like let's say they're eighty percent sexual. They're gonna like that is a need, desire, want if it's high on your percentages. Whereas like my my mapping used to be. That I was 33, no, 43% sexual, and then I was 33% energetic. So I had those two as my high. My, my bottom, my zero, was kinky. Now my partner, that's the next blueprint on here, kinky is turned on by the taboo, someone who's turned on by taboo, and that can be psychological kinky with dominance and submission play, or it can be more sensation-based like spanking or the feeling of constriction on your body, something like that. My partner's highest is kinky.
2: Wow. And my
4: zero was kinky. My highest was sexual. His zero was sexual. So we were complete mm. opposites, which is why I'm strip teasing for him. And he's going, why are you doing that? That does not, you know, I'm not doing it for me. Um. See, that,
2: that makes sense because I just pulled up my results. Sexual was, it was the, the most dominant one, but it was only 30%. Mm-hmm. And then shapeshifter 26. Oh, so you're very Central close. Sexual 17, kinky 17, and energetic 8.
3: Jaya, is it safe to say or if if you are polar opposite with your significant other, is that are you in the most need of help? Is that?
4: Yeah, I guess I'd say what would I say you are not help necessarily, but education. It's like learning. It's learning a language and it's just getting an education around. Well, how do I speak like, you know, Dimitri being eight percent there? Then energetic is the place where he could expand and develop. So once you know your blueprint, it's about learning how to feed it so you feel satisfied. Speaking it, like what are the right words to use? Like you're not going to go to an energetic and speak sexual. That's going to turn them off. And the body language that you use. Healing, the shadow aspects of the blueprint. And then the final piece is expanding into new territory with the blueprint. So when I went to expand, I started expanding into kinky because that was my partner's language, to learn that and start to find my own turn on in that so we can find crossover where we really love to dance.
1: So that's four of them. So, so far we have energetic, sensual, kinky, sexual, and then what is the fifth one?
4: And the final one is the shapeshifter. And the shapeshifter is someone who's turned on by everything. It's, they, they love it all. They could go forever. Um, they speak all the languages. They're great lovers. Um, the shadow side, though,
3: of this... <laughs> this is, by the way, Brooks is a shapeshifter. And <laughs> Ryan's the, just- the amount of gloating he he is doing right now... That I'm not doing any for gloating. For listeners no. that they can't see, it's just like the smile on his face and... The way he's just sitting back, like taking it all in. It's tough to watch. By the <laughs> way, but please Brooke, continue.
5: By the way, Brooks speaks six languages.
3: And he also he's made thirty million dollars in his NHL career, but he's counting. There's, there's a new
2: category called Brooks now. that I has nothing to do right. with sex though. I was he doing can, I was doing none forever. of those
1: things. Ryan just got irritated as soon as you started saying that. Because we had talked before, and I am a shapeshifter. I've taken the test, I am a shapeshifter, and my wife is also a shapeshifter.
4: Wow. So, so is it is it a variety and drive there? Is yeah. it
1: good to be? Is it good to be uh, like Ryan asked? Is it good to be opposite, or is it is it tough to be opposite of your partner? Is it good to be the same erotic blueprint as your partner? Is that There's good or?
4: Cons to both. So it can be like if you get two energetics together and they both are really high energetics, it's great. But if you get with somebody who's like me, who was an energetic sexual. I really love the physical aspect of sex, so if I would just get really, really frustrated if somebody didn't also have that in their blueprint map uh, because I want that physical aspect. Now, two shapeshifters together can be great because you've got all that variety, but what if one of you is in this mood one night, but you're in the other mood, you know, like one of you is energetic one night and the other is sexual, and you might need three to four hours to have sex or, you know, ten. I, got, I had a partner who was that way, and we couldn't get sex under 13 hours, like every time we were having sex. And I know there's other things to do in life. Under so. 13 hours? Couldn't get it under 13 hours. We were like 20, you know, 16 to 20 hours we were averaging of uh, our lovemaking experiences. Yeah. Like in a month?
5: <laughs> <laughs> in an <in> evening. <laughs> what is that, over winter break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They uh, call those you guys guys, crack That's, a, that's called the champion. Yeah. I don't know about.
4: <laughs> I liken it to Olympic athletes. You know, like we're the shapeshifter can be like an imp- Olympic athlete, and I'm more like a astronaut where I just like to explore all that's erotically possible. Like, what are all the different mm, things yeah. that we can do and play with? Because in sexuality, we're only hitting the tip of the iceberg with the conversation. There's so much that's possible that we most people just don't even know.
5: Yeah, and if, and if you're a majority of one of those five, and like do you want to work on the others i mean even if like you I know think you want to be a well-balanced person right so if your partners if you don't match your partner but you want to maybe work on something else or i don't know
3: yeah do you, do you ever see somebody that's nearly 20 percent for each of the five categories so they are the most well-rounded
4: we do see people who are well-rounded it's usually after they've been through some of our work like my goal is that everybody sort of becomes a full spectrum wow human in their sexuality so that they become shapeshifters essentially. I think it's our true essence as human beings. I just think we get shamed out of different desires, like this is okay, that's not okay, and then that starts to shape and form who we are erotically, and so we have this conditioned erotic mask. When we start to take that mask off, you start to see that people are much more varied in their sexual desire and what they really love. They start to learn that, oh, I didn't even know that I liked that. They start to go, oh, I'm free now to express that as they start to learn more and more and more about their sexuality.
1: I think that's a very important point, which you just touched on there, is um, sometimes I think in a relationship it could be difficult for a person or a couple to bring up topics like this to talk about what they want sexually. And for people listening, taking, just from my own experience, taking this erotic blueprint quiz just sort of opened the door a little bit for my wife and I we have very good communication as it is but it opened the door a little bit for us to just talk about more of this and this was a platform in a way um, to for me to voice what I want things that are important to me and then because we were both shapeshifters we started discussing things, different things, specific things that turn us on, whether it's a touch or a kiss of the ear or space or like just gently rubbing your hand or your, like your fingertips down a back or stuff like that. So for if you're struggling, people listening, if you're struggling in your relationship to bring up something like this or you want to bring up something like this, this, is, this erotic blueprint quiz is maybe a little bit of an icebreaker um, that you can share with your partner to start this conversation.
5: Yeah, dead on. Say- yeah. okay.
1: Um okay I have one I have a question for you then so moving from that Jaya um, the sex quiz um, the erotic blueprint quiz can you give everyone listening one one or two really important questions from the quiz um, maybe what the most important one is and what that answer might tell us is there anything that jumps out from this quiz
4: Absolutely. I love to just do an exercise with my partner I'm most turned on when and go back and forth with one another. So um, one of the examples would be something like, I'm most turned on when I'm doing something I consider edgy, naughty, or taboo. Or I'm most turned on when I'm immersed in a beautiful environment with amazing fragrances, music, and sensual artistry. So, how would you answer this, you guys? Which, who, which one of you are most turned on with edgy, naughty, and taboo, or beautiful environment with smells and music and artistry?
3: I have to admit, I fell asleep when you were talking about the beautiful environment and the music and the artistry. So, <laughs> so what would you? What would be your the your idea? which is more edgy, naughty, edgy, taboo. naughty taboo? I guess, yeah.
4: Oh. As I'm watching you, I notice. Too, like when I'm talking about those things, you light up a little bit. So I've just been, I watch body language a lot to just see when people light up or, and so I would agree with you on that one. The
3: truth (laughs) is, I I lit up because I was looking at Brooks and it's, it's all of us were victims of it, but yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Um,
1: To answer your question, I like, I really like an environment. So I like, um, like some dim lighting. I like a li- like candles on, uh, music. Um, I like that. But then also, something specifically that I that really gets me um, in the mood would be when my wife wears lingerie. So when she comes, it's just there's an element of risque, there's an element of desire and lust, and, and also a little space there. So if she wears lingerie, but she's just like five or six feet away, or maybe she just walks around the bed a little bit or walks back or just creates a little bit of space there um, is something that's very erotic for myself.
3: Do you need a minute?
4: Awesome. Do and you so that need with a minute? Do you <laughs> need a minute? I, I may. I got, I got
2: nervous because Brooks was like I like a room, that smells good, it's dimly lit and he started describing the room we're in right now and it kind of made me a little...
1: <laughs> you guys are pretty but you're not as pretty as my wife.
4: <laughs> and with the lingerie... That can be more sensual or it could be sexual. You know, if it's the visual part of it, it's like seeing the body. It's like seeing the roundness of a butt or, you know, seeing breasts. That that piece is more of the sexual blueprint. But then if it's like I like the feeling of the lace and I like the colors, then that can be more sensual in the environment.
1: We actually, she was cleaning out her lingerie drawer two days ago. um, And I told her to throw out everything that wasn't black or red. So, anything that had a pink on it or anything, I was like, I don't, I don't, and I, I think maybe in the past I might have liked that, but now anything black or red, uh, to me, that's very sexy. And I think the other thing about lingerie is that to me, it, it emotes a feeling that she's excited and she's erotic. So, when I, I, when she puts it on, I mean, I don't ask her to put it on, she puts it on. I'm like, whoa, she's, she's really in the mood and really erotic right now. And that, um that stimulation mentally uh is a big part of the experience as well.
2: When you say throw them away, you mean like donate them? You can um, just toss them in the trash. Uh,
1: yeah, donate. It. We always Thank Dimitri, we goodwill. always donate everything that we give away or that we have no use for. <laughs> like lingerie. <laughs> I gave it to Rick. <laughs> He's wearing it right now. Uh you two gentlemen, what about you? What is something specifically um
2: I think mine, something like a turn on is more, probably more mental. And it's more of like, I find situations to be, to be exciting. So if you're out somewhere, maybe you're at, you know, you're, I don't know if you're out at a bar or a restaurant or with, you know, and all of a sudden you realize you kind of connect with your partner and realize that you're both kind of thinking something and no one else knows that you're thinking this and you have to go like, say you're at a dinner party, right? And, um, and you and your, and your wife, are both aware that you're, tra- you're attracted to each other right now but no one else knows to me that's exciting and you think okay well we're gonna go through this we're gonna, like, go are like are you going
0: into the
4: bathroom no 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 no, no doing but, it like no, i need a little know, more information but
2: by the time you get home when you go home then it's then it's on okay. and so it's just that that acknowledgement of knowing and you you're both kind of turned on but no one else knows it and to <laughs> me that's exciting
1: when you're, can I jump in on this for a second? Because yeah. what do you mean, jump in on the like, permission my wife? <laughs> like, Are you passing <laughs> notes no, to each other? No, are you touching no, each other's I legs? I have like, something. Happening? I have something on this topic. So, what you were just saying, I know what you're talking about. And here's a story from a teammate. I'm not going to say his name, but a teammate <laughs> of mine, Brooks, just winked when he said teammate. <laughs> he <laughs> continue Brooks. He, he bought and Jaya. I'm interested to see what you think of this. He bought his wife vibrating underwear that he had a remote to and so when they would go out and sometimes to team parties a Christmas party he would they'd be across the room from each other and he'd hit this button on the remote and her her underwear would vibrate (laughs) And she, you could see her move and squirm a little bit. And it <laughs> it turned him on. And he told us so about good. this. But what do you think about that, Jaya? I don't know. This Did is probably way to the, off for topic. For the record, but... for everyone listening, that is not what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. I was just thinking maybe you could add that in, Dimitri, if that's what All you're right. into.
4: I, I've done this many times, and I recommend it for homework, especially for any of you who have kinky in your blueprint, and you love the taboo Amy? and love you know, movie theaters Um, And there are lots of different kinds of vibrating panties out there and all kinds of fun things You there's even apps that you could control from far away So you don't even have to be there Like there's so many fun things that you can play with and then you can create context around it of You know you're tonight. I own you, you know in a in a good way own you yeah, because this is with consent but I own you you're mine and therefore I get to control your pleasure you can't have an orgasm until I say, so I'm going to, you know, turn this on and off like these kinds of fun things where Keep you can giant. Start...
1: Yeah. Is anybody else getting like insanely turned on here right
2: now? I <laughs> think we're all sitting down. <laughs> I, I bet they won't complain about, they won't complain about you being on your phone too much. <laughs> if it's <with> an app. <laughs> that
1: was, that was amazing. That was amazing. By the way,
3: Gavin just texted me and he said he's the one that's into the sucking of the big toes. So just so we cover that.
4: Awesome. I do that.
3: Elaborate. I do this. that. My wife really enjoys it when I suck
1: on her toes. Yeah. Huh. True story. Interesting. What? <laughs> Amy's. what are you doing? I'm
0: giving signals to Danielle, but... Please call People Magazine. Uh, and let yeah, them know.
3: Hey, we play around? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I love we, it. And do you my, like my wife her is
0: to
1: reciprocate? Very, do you
3: like your toes? She,
1: I don't No, I would never. The, my toes are in skates and workout shoes. And <laughs> I can shower and soap them off, but I would never
4: Hey, there are some people out. who are into that too. Well, let's see. I mean, you're not That's wearing true. shoes
2: right now.
3: Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Oh, <my laughs> God. I
2: wear sandals. That one yeah. looks like it has a wig on. <laughs>
1: Shave that thing. Uh, so that's a, that's one. Anyway, back on track here. Um, <laughs> so
4: another great question that I like to ask is when it comes to sexual inter- interaction, I mostly crave. And if any of you go to take the quiz, you're going to see these questions. So you can you can work with your partner and just say, tell me something that you crave when it comes to sex. And just go back and forth. This is a great exercise to start to open up the conversation. So here's another one. When it comes to sexual interaction, I mostly crave endless, timeless, erotic sessions where I am fed in all ways, when my hunger is seen and as a superpower instead of as overwhelming and too much. Or I crave scratching, slapping, squeezing, or holding or being held down. You can guess which blueprint that is. Or I crave mostly sexual penetration ending in a climax, more intercourse overall, or I crave amazing touch, massage, pleasure, and my whole body, or I crave my partner's full presence in this moment, my partner being fully present to my body, my heart, my soul, and my spirit.
1: Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, As you were were talking about that, um, do you recommend that couples take this quiz at the same time? That's a good
5: question.
4: I recommend taking it separately. Really? And then coming back and then talking about it. And, and this is only if you really have struggled communicating about sex. You're going to feel more comfortable. You're going to answer more honestly if your partner's not there. Now, if the two of you are already comfortable, then yes, go ahead and take it together. And then you're going to get enlightened and be able to like, actually stop while you're taking the quiz and go, T- let's talk about that one. Let's share more about that. What about that turns you on? That's another really great question. If, For example, the big toe sucking. If you're turned on by big toe, toe sucking, what about that turns you on?
1: Yeah. So yep. th- as you were just talking there, I was thinking my wife and I have taken this quiz separately. But as you were just talking, I would like to take it with her at the same time so we can look at the question together and voice why this I think this one and why she thinks that one.
2: Mm-hmm. I just yeah. had a quick question for Brooks. When you said about the sucking the toe, <laughs> th- now you said uh, that's obviously a big turn on for your wife. Is, is that a turn on for you as well? Or is it like knowing that it's a turn on for her makes it... Yeah, do you, makes, get, no, I, do you yeah, get enjoyment I like, out of it? Yes, do you enjoy do. doing, yes, do. doing yes,
1: do. it. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Like, and I enjoy giving my wife a massage. I really enjoy like um, touching her body and giving her a massage before just getting before as like foreplay before getting to just straight sex um, so and, and that's every part of her body and my wife's a my wife's a dancer so her whole life her feet have been in high heels and her feet she's a danced eight hours a day her feet are always sore and so a big turn on for her because of her profession has been feet and so there would be a lot of times where we're on the couch and she'll put her feet on me she just Uh, Like it's a, it's a love language for her. If I rub her feet, she feels immensely loved and taken care of. Um, Can
4: I tell you a secret about feet? A spot?
1: Oh, Oh, please. Let me look at the screen here. He's getting a pen. Hold on.
4: (laughs) It's called the bubbling spring. Okay. And it's right below the big toe. Okay. I'm going to show you guys my feet. Right there. Right here. The bubbling spring. (laughs) Okay, so press that's it right in there. That's it right there. It's like gorgeous feet, <laughs> by the right way. Right right.
5: I think that's where I, my blister is,
1: though.
4: Can you I'm working
1: it too hard? Can you elaborate on the bubbling spring and why you showed yeah, us
4: that? So, it, so I know a whole lot of different sexual modalities. I studied a whole lot about ancient cultures and sexuality. So this is a Taoist practice, and it, it goes in with Chinese medicine. But there's a there's a acupressure point right there, and a lot of times when I have clients will go right to that spot when they start to get into higher pleasure and will press on that spot and it just sends them crazy. Like they'll start to get gyrations through their whole body and kind of like shaking. It's really fun. Um, so, <laughs> so pressing in that spot stimulates one of the meridians that goes up into the kidneys and, it, and it's, I can get into all kinds of fun stuff there but I think that that's enough brain pickage there for the fun facts, okay. I think you guys get it. Just pressing right there, you can go right up into the meridian and then it can starts to get convulsions into the body really fun the bubbling spring of the foot
1: maybe we'll have to put a picture on our instagram page for yeah our, yeah so you can for, find it easier for everybody right to next to it. the manatee manator
0: <laughs> which of you will be our foot model
1: probably not Not me. brooks you, me ryan, you. ryan claimed today he was going to be a hand model so maybe ryan's gonna be a if foot we can model. get those orthopedic shoes off and we can probably get a picture of his feet
3: <laughs> mm. wait jaya can you hold
0: your foot up again for our camera
1: <laughs> oh, oh tori's take, taking a picture take, right oh, there okay.
0: <laughs> Brooks, That's let me ask Danielle. you this: Hit Do you? <laughs> Brooks is so distracted; he just called <laughs> Danielle Tory. Oh, did I? Oh. <laughs> just
3: getting Tory more airtime. <laughs> do you enjoy giving a massage to Julianne? If you don't, or if you know that it's not going to lead to sex,
1: yes, yeah, I, I'll probably almost do that daily. Um, she like I'll be, Most days, there'll be some element of rubbing her feet or shoulders or something. I know she really appreciates it. There's other times she just comes and puts her feet right on me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yes, I do. I I would for sure.
2: Well, thanks for making the rest of us look like...
0: Yeah, Brooklyn. Like, really I massage you my, three my wife every day. Bad. We're all like, I don't do it. Well, let's be
1: honest. It's probably not every day, but it's not an uncommon occurrence. You're going to do it more that you know about the bubbling spring, though. I'll tr- I have never tried the bubbling spring. Maybe.
4: Tonight's the
1: night. Yes. Tonight, the <laughs> bubbling
4: spring. And, and I'll and I'll say here that it just shows blueprinting. Like, nobody's wrong or bad. Like, if you just like to give the shoulder massage for five seconds and then get to intercourse, that's awesome. Like, that's that was me, right? Like, I. Like get me a little bit turned on. And then I want to go straight to intercourse. I want to go straight to penetration and there's nothing wrong or bad about that. That's just perhaps the type that you are. Now, if you like to give a five hour massage or a you know 30 minute massage and you don't need, like you feel fulfilled in that, you're great too. Like nobody is wrong, bad or broken. And I think that's one of the messages that I really want to get across because we don't talk about sex. We feel, we get in a comparison game, like, oh my God, that person's having all these different orgasms or this or that, as opposed to, you are just who you are erotically right now in this moment, and that's okay. Now, can you grow? Absolutely. But who you are erotically is not bad and wrong or strange or not normal. The majority of people out there feel like they're abnormal and I'm here to say you are normal in your erotic mapping, most likely, and you're not broken.
5: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: I I find it fascinating that you said you were a fan of the five-second massage, but yet 10 minutes ago, you told us about your 13-hour marathon sessions. I don't know where the rest of the time goes. But she she
1: also said, you said that erotic blueprints can change over time. Yes. Yes. So have you seen that happen in any of the couples you've worked with where maybe they start out as one? And then how long over time, how long are we talking? Is it a year? Is it five years? Or like for people, uh, Rick and Dimitri have both been married almost 15 years. Would you say in the course of their lives that you think their erotic blueprint has probably shifted or their wives has shifted?
4: Yes. So we have different things that happen in life that can create a shift in blueprint. So birth of a child can create a shift in blueprint longevity of the relationship can create a shift menopause, you know, life changes, injuries, sickness, there are many things that can shift our blueprint, as well as partner shifts. So if you're single, and you're listening, that can also change depending upon the partner that you get, we're looking at polarization, oftentimes, we polarize in relationship. So what I see happen is as people gain awareness of their blueprint, and they have this awareness, they're then able to go, Oh, I can expand into all these different languages. Now I'm fluent in, like you said, five, six different languages. I can speak all the different erotic languages. And therefore, no matter what life hits me with or what life change happens or how things shift, I'm able to go in and create epic sex.
1: Wow. Epic sex, Ryan. Epic sex. Amen. (laughs) He's blown away. Your mind is blown yeah. Um, I want to thank you so much Jaya can we give her a round of applause um, first I want to commend you just listening to you speak you're attacking an area that socially is maybe as you said taboo or hush-hush and you're very bold and courageous and I want to acknowledge that um, yeah. Y- yeah you you attack this and you try and open this platform for other people to have a voice in and to feel expressed and understood by their partner so you um, Anybody listening can take the erotic blueprint quiz at eroticbreakthrough.com, but where can they find you and get in touch with you? Because you were you are a hot topic from our listeners from the episode with my wife, and now after our listeners hear you talk, I'm sure your, your email is going to be full and your phone's going to be ringing off the hook, but where is the best place for our listeners to get in touch with you?
4: Jaya.love is my website, so it's J A I Y A dot love L-O-B-E. If you want to visit our website but go take the quiz eroticbreakthrough.com, and you'll see me talking on videos you you'll get a video with me and you'll get connected with us there i'm also on facebook and all those good social media platforms and i want to also just acknowledge you guys for having this conversation i know that this could be edgy territory and you're opening a box i mean one of my big missions in life is to have a conversation community around sexuality And you're all putting yourselves out there too. So just thank you so much for having me on, for having this conversation. It really means a lot to me.
1: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you that was excellent we appreciate and like I said my wife uh my wife if you're ever in LA would love to take you out for dinner or have you up to the house uh but some at some point we'll be in touch real soon because she's a massive fan of yours and all the work that you do and she's very explorative and curious in this space so that's how I got into it so credit to her um and credit to you for all the work that you do and I'm sure that uh I'll be seeing your face or talking to you very soon so thank you for the time today really appreciate it Thank you, good sirs, Thank for you, opening sir. up um, about uh, some intimate topics, and we'll be right back. Yes. This is Gavin DeGraw here.
6: Hello, it's Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: what
1: up, brother? What's
5: going on? No, Been some ice cream oh, really? cake. We really? miss you, dude. Who's eating
6: ice cream cake? Somebody... Yeah, I miss you guys back, man.
1: What are you doing right now? I'm
6: hanging, man. I'm on the tour bus, hanging out with my dog and uh, sick buddy, that's buddy, it, man.
1: Give us so tour kicked off on Thursday. Uh, how's it going so far, buddy?
6: Man, it better be going good, or I'm in trouble.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, this podcast someday makes money, and it can be your backup plan in case the the vocals, <laughs> in case the vocals disappear. That's it. That's <laughs> or, it. or hey, you never know. Or the offers on the table from all four of us to turn us into like a boy band of five. Yeah. Or a man oh, yeah, band, absolutely. a man band. Absolutely,
4: yeah. There's not, there's nothing
6: cooler than a man band. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think, I think we should all have our have uh, our own independent stylists. Mm. Yeah, where we show up and like, you know, we do like, you know, like one of us is, you know the hot one and one of us is like not as hot one and then there's a third one who's not as hot as the one that isn't as hot as the first hot one
4: and then
2: then we'll say and then dimitri (laughs) and then then there's
6: there's the one who the one the one who nobody the one who everybody likes because he knows that he's not hot but he's okay with not being the hot one and then there's the other one who's like the girls like him just because they know that he would never even claim to accept the fact that he wasn't hot, but
1: also knew that he <laughs> Dude, Where up. are you going? And There's only five of us. Yeah. 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 But, but, that was You caught that too. That was the sixth yeah. guy. Well, My, I had
6: to go to all the cousins of the man band members <laughs> who also would be out and have, start up their own social accounts. I you think, know, and then... Back, sorry, go ahead. Back to
1: your stylist point, buddy. I think I'd have the best stylist because right now I'm wearing a Gavin DeGraw T-shirt, Ooh, <laughs> the the new merch. Yes, there's a yes. big, there's oh, like boy. a big moon behind you. I just texted you the photo. <laughs> <laughs>
5: He's got
6: we did. Hey, I didn't know we made shirts for boys.
5: Hey, put it this way. You, you put it this way. You sold five shirts already.
6: Dude, he cut off the sleeves though, uh, and
2: he, he rolled it up cut. like a like oh, a tube top. I'll post it, <laughs> it.
1: I'll post it on our Instagram for you to see. Everybody can see best damn shirt. This might be it's my awesome. new date it's night so shirt. It's so comfortable. It's a good workout shirt too. You, so, you, you no, can, this so, is a
5: date. You night don't wear shirt. shirts on date night. So, so wait, wait, which ones did
6: you get? Because I tried to mail you guys the little the little half shirts
1: we We're talking about should we cut the sleeves off cut these off at the belly and send just a photo to you saying we're your biggest yeah. fans
2: we just did that thing where you pull it up through the <laughs> neck and pull it down so
1: it's like it's, it looks like a tube top i do got to commend you though brother this t-shirt is extremely comfortable and i'm gonna i'm gonna share it on my instagram page <laughs> to plug your All merch right. Because we want you to get your grotto. You're not getting any checks from Hellman' yeah, thing, right.
3: so we got,
1: we got to get that merch flying off the shelves and get you your grotto.
6: Okay. Well, that was that's very generous. Of it. Uh, let me tell you why those are so soft. Because I hand wash them myself. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you
1: hand knit them.
6: <laughs> and and then they smell so good because I towel dry my dog with them before I fold them up and put them in the boxes to distribute.
1: Oh, you're a hard working man. That's right. buddy. right. Yeah. Um, by the way, yeah. I saw a picture yeah, I, t- I saw a picture of your dog on your Instagram. Um, and then I commented He's I was like, stuff. yeah, we got to get we got to get him a play date with our boy Coda. Oh man, my Husky. let's
6: do it. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should start a TV show that's like it's like chips but dog they're two dates. dogs. Yeah. Dog that's dates. right. But they're like they're, they're the canine dogs that are a duo. Dog they days are basically of summer. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. They so, have their own merchandising. They could start we could have our own video game. And <laughs> our own video and game. Then, bobbleheads. That's right. That's right. That's so that's there's right. there's alcohol the on the play.
3: tour bus, it seems. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> One man party. This is a contact high. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> hey Gav. <laughs> I'm kidding. Gav,
3: we just talked to
2: Miss um, Jaya, the um, the sexual blueprint woman.
5: Sexologist,
2: the sexologist. Yeah,
6: yeah. Wait a second. Was she the one? Um, My wife referenced was she the dark haired girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jaya.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. She's then, a sexologist. Um, wow. I guess if wow. we had to sum it up and give you the cliff notes. Uh, Brooks sucks Julianne's toes. Is a
6: sexologist somebody <laughs> who basically makes drinks, but with genitals? <laughs>
1: uh, maybe mm. that's I, I can't say no. But I mean, that's a really profound question, buddy. Oddly enough, that makes sense. Yeah. You think <laughs> <That's, it>. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so she ran us through the, the, have you taken the quiz? Have you taken your erotic blueprint quiz? Because we were all kind of uh-huh. laughing and wondering
5: what you might be.
6: Man, I'm not much for schoolwork. <laughs> I, I think Gavin's,
5: Gavin's got a neurotic tattoo. He doesn't go for the blueprint. It's a straight <laughs> tattoo. The
6: problem with me and quizzes is the second someone even says the word quiz, I just break out sweating <laughs> profusely and start feeling a little bit nauseous.
1: So anyway, it gives you this answer of whether you are energetic, as as like your sexual energy is energetic, kinky, uh Sexual, sensual, sexual, sensual, or a shapeshifter. And so we're all, all four of us were different things. Um, but isn't
6: the, that the nature of a shapeshifter? Is that they would be different things? So are you all shapeshifters? No, no no, all no, no,
1: no. I'm a shapeshifter. The other guys are, uh, I was sexual. sexual. Rick was shapeshifter. Oh, you're a shapeshifter. Yeah, wait, when
6: you say, when you say shapeshifter, does that make me like con man? <laughs> think of it like you can play. You think
1: of it like you can play like sexual, all of the instruments in the band. Man. <laughs> Sounds about right. Like oh, you God. can play the drums, the okay. bass, the guitar, and you
5: can sing. Okay. Look at Ryan's so like, cringing like, over there. He's like, like well, I'm trying to make sense you're of like this analogy. <laughs> okay.
6: But okay. It, so, so, uh, we which took. One a, of you was kinky. Is the question? I'm oh, not going to sit next okay.
1: to you. Do you want the answer to that? Because it's you're going to go. Oh, of course. Amy was kinky.
6: Amy was kinky. Amy self-admittedly, was <laughs> self admittedly, self admittedly kinky, or like she didn't even take the test. <laughs> she
1: just came right out with it. <laughs> and there's a poll running. There's a poll running that you're probably kinky as well.
6: Oh, that's the poll. Yeah. Well, what's the wager?
1: I don't. I just made it up.
6: Well, hell! I mean, I want to know the odds because <laughs> yeah. I can bet on me.
1: I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet a hundred bucks that says you come out kinky.
6: Hey man, it's very possible. I think uh, basically, uh, uh, if I was to uh, discuss this in public, which I would never do, uh, <laughs> us, I would say
1: yeah, nobody's listening to this. <laughs> no, yeah,
6: no, yeah nobody, nobody's listening. Uh, I would say that you uh, you basically uh, have to become whatever the uh, environment is, right? But at the same time, uh, you have your own, you know, your own, I guess, version of adapting to the moment. Right? So I don't know what that makes me, but hopefully I, I'm adaptable.
5: I think that makes you a shapeshifter. You're sort of – you play with all the instruments. I think
6: that actually – I I have to say that that actually kind of makes me a little bit full of s***.
5: They call yeah. that a
3: one-man band. <laughs> I think that makes that's you – a like...
6: one-man band. So, Gavin. <laughs> that's called a one-man band. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's too funny. I think the best part about this is that probably this isn't even going on. You guys are just setting me up like, yeah, so I'm uh, – Oh, well, what are you, Gavin DeGraw? Are you a uh, super kink?
0: We have a bet going. <laughs> super kink. So, Gavin, <laughs> new song. How super
6: weird are you, bro? In
3: in our conversation <laughs> with the sexologist, one of us in the group divulged that he sucks his wife's, wife's toes. Which among the four of us here today do you believe that to be?
5: Huh.
6: Well, it wouldn't be Brooks. Interesting. It would be... It would be... Talk hmm. us through
3: your logic as you eliminate people, please.
6: Somebody who gets to put their feet up on their desk at work so they think that perhaps they have a clean foot... Somebody somebody
1: I love you man
6: somebody somebody who does who they have never bought open toed shoes for and uh somebody uh who also um somebody who also must have very very nice looking feet. I mean very nice feet. Okay. Or they have very very bad teeth and they don't care what goes in their mouth.
1: So who is your guess for who on our panel sucks their wives' toes? Your who name.
6: sucks their wives' toes? Uh Ryan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wrong. I take that as a compliment. Thank you, but the that is not correct. Next. Alright. Process of elimination. I yeah, actually so it's not, is that insulting it's not or is that a compliment? It's not.
6: It's not Ryan. Okay, hold on a second now. Maybe Rick would do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think Rick would do it?
6: Because I've seen him swim in a dirty lake. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: won't even (laughs) suck a lollipop. He's out. (laughs) What what do they say? A pig will always find dirt. (laughs) Okay, so it's not Rick. Not Rick. So it is no. not Ryan. You've guessed Ryan and Rick, and it is not Ryan or Rick. He's that he's
6: out.
5: Well, he's sort of ruling out Brooks, but I don't know if that's You guys so got
6: much. you guys got me feeling lucky. I need to spend more time in Las Vegas. <laughs> 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 we're going there, buddy. Really? September
1: nineteenth, really? we're going there for the iHeart Music Festival. Oh, we're doing
6: vague? What? We're doing and oh, hey,
1: and I, I might need your weight on this, but I'm leveraging Amy Hard to put us at the Bellagio or the Venetian. And she's saying we kind of have accommodation somewhere else. And I said, no, Gavin will not put up with Gavin that. A house there. Bellagio or wait a Venetian?
6: Second. Listen, all I heard was wait. You call me fat? <laughs> no, no. That was like 10 minutes ago.
5: <laughs> all the ice cream cake is gone, Gavin. It's all right.
1: <laughs> okay, back to it. Who do you think it is? Rick or, or do you think it's Dimitri or myself?
6: Man, I don't know. Man, this is the hardest game of roulette I've ever played, gentlemen. Um, I don't know. Well, you're the newlywed. I mean, you're the newlywed, dude. See, you're a honeymoon phase. So you're probably up for about anything right about now. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see in 20 years if you're still sucking so <laughs> That's right.
2: It was Brooks. It's Brooks. <laughs>
6: of course. Yeah, of course.
3: he goes. Of course, oh, of course. you, were, you said, I was the first there word is. out of your mouth. There it's it
2: not is. Brooks. <laughs> now it goes. Of course. <laughs> There's a little twist. <laughs> Brooks sucks Ryan's wife's toes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man, oh, no. That really is no. kinky. No. <laughs> 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 oh, buddy,
1: buddy. How's the tour? Hey, how's um? Wait. How's life the on tour,
6: the tour? Tour's good, man. I love touring, so I love the road, and I I happen to love being on the tour buses, so. It's just uh kind of just a comfortable place for me and I I'm just somebody who likes watching the miles tick by. Yeah, why I'm not I, much I, of uh not a big airplane fan. Um I I much prefer traveling on tour buses.
5: I got a question probably for the listeners yeah. wanna hear an answer. I mean, do you eat breakfast, lunch and dinner on the bus? Like what do you what are you doing on the bus? Do you stop over? Do you have a agenda on where you <laughs> want to stop and eat and uh, go visit things? Well Enlighten I look us. up
6: uh, I look some stuff up online, you know, like, uh, use, uh, you know, use the, uh, apps, like where do you recommend I eat and such and such in town, you know, do a little research and, uh, find recommended places and talk to locals also when you you get to certain places and say, what's the best place in town and what place would you, you know, where, where do the tourists go? So don't send me there. Send me where like you would go with your, you know, with your friends or whatever, you know? Yeah. Local spots. You find, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You find some great stuff out on the road. You know, there's some great, great hole, holes in the wall and places like that, and there's some great, better dining and worse dining, and you know, taverns and pubs and stuff like that. So um, there's just a lot. There's a lot of world to see. You know, my liver is willing to do all of it.
3: Do you only eat at places that Guy Fieri has eaten on Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives? Is that accurate? <laughs> it's good enough for Triple D. It's good enough for the that's, Gav. You know.
6: That's correct. <laughs> That's correct.
3: One way trip to Flavor Town, bud.
6: <laughs> are you are you
2: doing a donkey a side, sauce
3: on a flip flop?
2: Do you have what? a side deal with Guy Fieri yeah. here that you? Are,
3: I've always <laughs> just wanted to work donkey sauce into a flip flop. That's into a through. podcast. <laughs> so mission accomplished. Goodbye.
6: Random question: Guys in flip flops, how do you think uh, you are perceived socially? Because I I was wearing flip-flops today, and I was thinking to myself, well, these are pretty comfortable. And somebody took a picture, and I was like, I'm wearing flip-flops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, full transparency, brother. If you could see me, I'm kicked back on a couch with one leg crossed over the other, and I have a pair of black flip-flops on right now. That's all I wear. Are
6: you, are you watching the golf channel?
1: No, I'm not. I've never. I don't. My dad actually watches the golf. I live, I live in flip-flops. I'm either in workout shoes or flip-flops. The weird thing is Brooks yeah, has yeah, socks on,
3: too. so it's, it's
1: a good look. You can pull it off. Socks and Birkenstocks. Oh,
6: wait, wait are, you, are you rocking the socks with the sandals right Right now,
1: yeah, I am, like <laughs> knee highs. He likes <laughs> no. to keep his toes Listen, free for sucking. <laughs> don't,
6: ever, don't ever tell anybody else that.
1: Um, Nobody, you're you're fine in the flip flops. Um,
6: yeah, but what about what about if, if the musician, for example, if I, I'm asking for a friend, if there's a musician on stage and he's wearing flip flops, how do you feel about that?
2: During this, sh- like the- during the show, or during rehearsal. During the show, yeah.
6: During I- the show,
2: I-, I-, I probably wouldn't be a fan of that, unless it was like Jimmy Buffett, and it's like a- if you're on a beach, yeah, right? I think okay, it's
6: little- okay. So it has to suit the music style.
1: Yeah. Is that. it like a little summer kind of festival, just kicking back, relaxed, just chill music, or is it like a what, rock show? What if show?
6: he's wearing one? What if he's up there playing his songs? He's wearing one very nice shoe, and his wife is sucking on his <laughs> other foot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't even know how to go with that one.
6: Me neither. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, question for you, buddy. Um, just to educate yeah. just to educate us so we know what you're going through out there, and then also our listeners yeah. are probably really super curious. What does an average <laughs> day on tour look like? Like let's say uh, uh where you have a show tonight, what does the full day on tour look like?
6: Uh full day on tour for, uh it's it's kind of hard to explain it's a bit of a little bit like half hibernation half hard work because you're uh you know sitting in your tour bus for a good part of the day hanging out just because it's your house you know your bus is your home on the road you know it's sort of like sort of like this this traveling cabin um <clears throat> and then you, i'll go in i'll rehearse with the band um <clears throat> we'll do that for an hour or two or three hours or what whatever time what time is that working at? on material that's in the afternoon um, and but but typically the hours are a little bit messed up because the sleeping is a little bit inconsistent, depending, because uh, I don't know about what kind of sleeper you guys are. But if the bus stops, right, and it stops frequently throughout the night because dr- drivers want to take a break and hop off the bus and refuel, et cetera, you may wake up a few times throughout the night or several times throughout the night. So you're kind of sleeping on and off, on and off, on and off, working, taking a nap, working, rehearsal, take a nap, go out for a walk, check out the town, head back, do a signing, uh, you know, do a meet and greet, hang with your fans, sign some autographs, play your show, hang out after the show, do sign autographs, take pictures, stuff like that. Um, and then you roll out usually very late at night because the best, the best uh, traveling time is in the middle of the night for the buses because there's no traffic, you know, so. Do you guys leave we'll at drive. 2 a.m.?
1: Do you leave at 2 a.m.?
6: that's common that's common you know midnight to um depends how long the drive is and if it's a really long drive we'll, we'll go out with double drivers we'll bring a couple drivers yeah. um you know and uh you know a couple drivers will split the shifts and what's stuff your, like that
1: what's your f- absolute favorite thing about being on tour
6: uh, I like I like not sticking around, you know what I mean? I like just kind of checking out the scenery and then hopping on the bus and splitting and then going to the next place. That's just what I like to do. You know I like the fact that it changes every day. <laughs> and I actually like the 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 small inconveniences that kind of force you to go out and you know it it makes the most fundamental task uh, become a task. You're like, oh damn, I just ran out of whatever. I don't have a car here. I need to go figure out a ride to get to such and such. Yeah. And to be honest with you, just because day to day life is so much easier at home and kind of like overly convenient at home tends to be overly convenient. Um, It's nice being out on the road because it kind of, the small things to do are actually (laughs) pleasurable. I don't know how to, I don't know how to over, I can't really sell that idea to anybody, but if you just notice everything's where you're used to having it and then you kind of, get thrown into a different house in a different town every day. um, You know, it just, it just changes your, your routine.
2: So I I mean, it it sounds like you're, sounds like you got it down. It sounds kind of cool. So it's an
1: adventure. It's like being, I've been on tour with my my wife and her her brother, my brother-in-law. Um, and it yep. is—it's an adventure. You have little mini adventures in every little city. Like something goes wrong, you don't know exactly. where this is, and you have to figure this out. And it's a, every day is kind of a new little day. You get to the new venues. There's different staff. Um, different places have—you can probably attest to this—that some audiences in some places are exceptional, and other ones you'll have to work harder to get them to feel some energy back from them.
6: Absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, it, absolutely. There's certain things about it that are really predictable. Uh, but there's certain things about it also that you're, they're completely uncontrollable, right? And so, you know, and the reality is, you can give the same show uh, tomorrow night that you give tonight, and tonight's show, people are absolutely losing their minds. And tomorrow night, you may feel like you know they're you, you know they're asleep at the wheel, but it doesn't mean they're not loving the show. Do you ever change you know, the and, show? And, oh yeah.
1: Set list yeah, yeah. from one night to the next night is it change?
6: Yeah, we'll we'll alter some things, and uh, just to keep it fresh for ourselves up on stage, um, you know, you get the few, maybe a first few nights going, give it a little consistency, just so you feel like you have your bearings. Yeah. Then to begin, you know, making making changes, kind of like learning a, a, anything, you know what I mean? Like learning an instrument, the same thing with kind of learning your set list and then any technique you learn your technique, and then you start expounding on your technique. You know what I mean? Same thing with, same thing with the show. The second you start the second you get a few down and you're feeling you're really capable of it that then you could start throwing, throwing wrenches at it. And, uh, you know, and altering it a little bit here and there and kind of keeping it, keeping it interesting for yourself. Plus, you know, there's a lot of revisitation, you know, with fans, will come out. Some fans will come out to, you know, one or two shows. Some fans come out to 10 shows, you know what I mean? And to show people who come out to 80 shows, you know what I mean? So, and, and you want to give them some variation so that they go oh wow that night he played you know some song that they haven't heard in you know 10 years you know so chariot. and uh, I think I think you need to do that right exactly we never know it's like you played chariot one night or you know I tend to play chariot more often just because it was a hit so you play chariot I don't want to be not over you certain songs that are bigger hits you try to you try to give those To your fans on a regular basis.
3: Do you always save one of those for the encore? And do you leave the stage and demand the standing ovation to woo you? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, you're gonna
6: love this. So so get this. So my so my first my first big hit was uh was I don't wanna be. Right? It's called I don't wanna be. And I remember I it started becoming a hit song, and I remember I was getting all these gigs. Um, and, and a lot of the gigs that were coming were sort of uh, like college type gigs, right? And, um, and uh, which almost se- sa- seemed like uh, the joke was on me because I quit school. And so, <laughs> you know, they're, they got me playing at all these colleges. And uh, I remember I wanted to change things up. So one day I go out and I play the song that's the big hit, um, the first hit, and I played it like fifth song. And by like the 10th song, there are like half as many people in there like, you know, oh. that showed, showed up to hear one song. You got to hold us like, cool. to the end. We, oh. got, <laughs> we got what we came here for. See you later, fucker. You know, <laughs> and, so, uh,
0: <laughs>
6: and so, you know, but, but, you know, it's a little bit of a learning curve there. But at the same time, you know, you 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 must play certain songs at your show. The songs that are your biggest hits, you gotta play those. It's important. What's um, your
1: What's your favorite song right now to play? The one that you just like might not be the biggest hit, but the one that you yourself enjoy singing the most.
6: Uh, most recently, uh, would probably be the most recent one uh, that I've been wanting to add to the set list for a few years, but haven't. Uh, it's called you make my heart sing louder and uh because that was my mom's favorite song from my last record right on and nice. uh yeah now my mom's not around anymore so it so it was great to nail that one down in the studio or in the uh, rehearsal studio um i feel like we we finally were executing it right you know to to bring it out on tour, this tour. Will you, um, will so, you
1: intro it with that, that it was your mom's favorite song? And this is why yeah, you want you tell
3: stories about this. Or do you, do you engage? Uh, yeah. In
6: my, yeah. It depends on the night, you know, sometimes some songs you roll right through. Yeah. Um, sometimes you pick your certain moments in the show to stay, you know, if you, if you find this is something that that's really worth telling. Uh, sometimes you tell little bits and pieces throughout the show and you think, Oh, that's not connecting or, Maybe I'm talking too much throughout the show and taking the the flow from the actual show, you know? So there's that fine line, right, between um, the the bits of storytelling and the relatability stuff on stage, uh, but also trying not to slow the show down so much where they're like, man, this is a real snooze fest. If I thought we were going to do many story time, I would have gone to the bookstore, you know what I mean? So, you know, so you're trying to, you try to find those sweet spots where you're where the right times to the have, right times to engage the audience have you thought about you know
2: have you thought about giving a shout out and being like listen if you guys like hearing me talk download the uh how men think podcast oh
6: that's right i mean these
2: and arenas say, are packed
6: right
1: <laughs> you do
6: this in i think every, we should make i agree with you and we should have a t-shirt that says Brooks sucks toes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ryan will make one for me. That's right. Brooks sucks. By the way, on your tour bus, do you have? Do you have, This is gonna seem like a, random a face question. on the side of the bus. Yeah, oh, does it?
6: Nice. No, that's a good question. Terrible idea. Oh. Does it have like your autograph, like? That, that's You know what that says when you have your face on the side of your bus?
1: It says, I'm a big deal. I got my face on the side it of a says, bus. Boom.
6: It says, draw something in my mouth with a Sharpie on the <laughs> outside of my bus. <laughs> that's why Ryan was asking.
1: Exactly. going to fly down there and do that.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: here's the real important question. Um, or actually, I'm just excited to say I'll see you in a couple days at that place where we're doing the gig together that we told the, that we said we wouldn't tell the other guys about you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so i'll be excited to see you there but um how come how come we haven't actually been offered a featuring gig on your tour yeah or at i at thought least, we were good
6: friends
3: hey, or at
2: least
6: like maybe, a, come, maybe, a yeah, tryout maybe maybe there should be a day that you guys come out and we just sit on stage and we do an episode in front of the audience. Yes. Like,
1: so see what a he did half there. Hour. You see what he did there? Mm-hmm. That's a deflection. That's a classic. No, but deflection. I like I like this
2: better. I'd rather go talking for the audience than go and sing.
1: No, but he just said what he just said in a, in a, a polite way was you guys can't sing worth.
6: Yeah. Sh-. No, but he's right though. No, that's not what I said. What I meant to say was what I meant to say was. Why don't you guys show up? I'm gonna need some extra hands moving the gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, but I might Ryan, have a mutiny on my
2: hands. Ryan wants his face on the bus, though.
6: <laughs> no, <Nah>, man, <laughs> absolutely. Well, we all got sharpies, so yes, you exactly. Be careful. Uh, be careful what the portrait you put up. <laughs> no, nah, man, I think that I think that would be great. Come on out if you want to get up, and we'll do a little jam. You guys play any instruments?
1: I do. I play guitar. I play drums, and I play piano.
6: Is that true?
1: That's true. When I was seven, eight, and nine, my mom said I had to take piano lessons. She took piano, and she said I had to take piano where I couldn't play hockey. So I learned piano at a very young age. And then when I turned pro, uh, I was nineteen years old. And a trainer in our room, his dad had got arthritis, and his dad played guitar and had nine guitars for sale. He was trying to sell his dad's no guitar. And I said, "I'll buy one. Just give me one. I'll buy and one." Like, and you were like,
6: "I can make You were like, "I can make it. I can make a stick out of this neck of this guitar."
1: <laughs> <sure."> <laughs> And then, uh, so that's how I picked up guitar. And then I used to go to the guitar center to get new strings and look at guitars and all that kind of stuff. And then the one day I was Great. in there, there was a sale on drums and I just bought a set of drums. So I can play. How's your drumming? How's your drumming? My, my drumming, I actually, I love drums, man. When I, had, uh, when I had drums and guitar in my basement in my house, I would go downstairs and I would gravitate toward the drums first. I wish I would yeah, – I've never totally. taken any lessons in, gu- in guitar or drums um, and ended up giving them away when I left D.C. Um, yeah. But it's so much fun, man. You can lose yourself in music. It is so much oh, fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's
6: they, a say that, uh, they say that – and I don't know if this is true, but they say that people who play drums and, and people who study martial arts, that their brain actually rewires itself. Uh, for uh, for your limb independence. Oh yeah, that's the so first that thing you have to do. your coordination changes completely. Big
1: time. Have you ever played drums? Have you played like sat down and tried to play those drums? Can you?
6: I I only do it for money.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it is, but you have I'm to break kidding. everything. Everything <laughs> like your limbs all move in sequence. They go up and down together, and you have to break that chain so they can move independently. Exactly. He's yeah. a black belt yeah, exactly. on the snare drum. Oh,
6: uh, oh yeah, it's real. <laughs>
1: Um, well that's buddy, great. we appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy. I yeah, know no, tour I'm, life is I'm excited to talk to you guys. Man, we miss you at the lake, man. I know. I know. I miss you guys too. I heard all these stories. Um, hey, I heard Ryan you and Dimitri you had a nice little here, cool. heard you and Dimitri had a nice little date around the lake. He filled us in on that.
2: Dude, they started saying <laughs> we had yeah, a romantic drive me? around the lake, and finally I just gave in. I said, oh, "You know what? Yeah. It was pretty nice." <laughs> yeah.
6: That's it. That's it. Us and uh you know, a couple solo cups and a bottle of Corbel. We and, got crazy. And buddy,
1: and buddy. That's
6: it.
1: Um, That's it. Well, dude, we wish you, you the best of there. luck. We wish you the best of luck on tour. Uh, at some hey, point, man, at some point, we'll come out and man. see you. Um, just huge fan. I hope, you, I hope
3: you guys do. I hope yeah. you
1: do. Huge fan of your music. Um, where can people get tickets uh, for the tour right now? Where can they go?
6: Uh, just go. Just go to my name, Gavin DeGraw, and uh, just type up Gavin DeGraw on tour.
1: And, buy and uh, the, You
6: can buy tickets right there And buy yeah, the VIP
1: That's it, yeah, the VIP.
6: That's, it that's right, buy the VIP Or not And <laughs> just come out, and check out the show man, it's all about the music So we come out and uh, we do what we do And we put some smiles on faces That's nice. what we like to do
2: Well have fun man, we miss you Yeah
6: man, thanks a lot fellas, <laughs> miss you fellas
1: Yeah brother, miss you too
6: I miss Amy too, <laughs> sugar man
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, shout out to you Amy <laughs> She loves you. She said she loves you. She misses you too. I love you and the girls. She said she's kinky. Yeah, Love the girls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, buddy. Travel safe. Be well. Um, Have a fun. Have a blast out there. And for everybody else listening, take care of one another. Love one another. And we will see you right back here for another episode of How Men Think next week.
6: Lick toes.
5: (laughs) Yep.
1: Hey guys, it's Brooks. And one last thing before we let you go. If you like today's episode, we would love to get a five-star review from you on iTunes. And if you could possibly share it with a friend, that would be amazing as well. We always look forward to your questions, comments, or insights. So you can send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and also follow along with us on Instagram at HowMenThinkPodcast.